Thanks for listening to Orion Talents from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Virtual interviews are becoming a preferred method of interview due to ease of scheduling and budget friendliness for both the job seeker and employer. The goal of an in-person or virtual interview is the same. You want to make a lasting impression that gets you to the next round of interviews. However, this type of interview can present some unique challenges, so we want to make sure that we help you navigate them. Today, I'm chatting with Dustin Mann, an account executive at Orion, about keys to acing your virtual interview, as well as opportunities to interview virtually through Orion. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So if you enjoy this show, make sure you subscribe, share with a friend, and give us a rating. Thanks for listening. Hi, Dustin. Thanks for joining the show today. Hey, Megan. Uh, Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. So today we're going to talk all about virtual interviews. But before we get to that, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm an Army uh, engineer officer um, in the reserves, finishing up right now. Uh, um, I'm a company commander up in Dallas-Fort Worth, and I work for Orion on the civilian side, and I've been working here as an account executive for a little over two years, uh, helping transitioning military veterans with with their job search. So excited to continue doing that and uh, excited to be here. So, um, yeah, help out any way I can. Awesome. So Orion has been leveraging virtual interview platforms for a couple of years now, even to include some virtual hiring conferences. We'll get into some of the upcoming events and details about how candidates can participate later. But before we get to that, I wanted to talk a little bit about some of the benefits of virtual interviewing. So can you give us some of the benefits to candidates um, that decide to interview virtually? Yes, definitely. So, um, you know, a lot of military veterans are stationed on uh, the East Coast or the West Coast. Um, or, you know, uh, uh, outside of the U.S. Um, so definitely the benefits of uh, virtual interviews, um, you know, plane tickets are so expensive these days. And, you, you know, instead of having to buy a, a multi-thousand dollar ticket um, just to go for an interview, um, you know, you can log in and, and do your interview through uh, through the web. And, and it's uh, definitely beneficial to be able to do that. So. Um, and it's good for and, hiring managers too. So, right. And one thing we've seen is that it's kind of taking the place of phone interviews in some cases. And so, I think compared to a phone interview, you kind of have a chance to shine a little bit. And you know, um, you aren't really being judged just on your voice alone. You're able to kind of get some body language and facial expression. So there's less of that that's kind of lost in translation. Um, and then, of course, like you mentioned, with the travel time, it really cuts down on that. Even if you have a local interview, you have the potential to get stuck in traffic or get lost. So it yeah. definitely cuts down on some of the um, logistics on that. Absolutely. And hiring managers love it, just like you said, because they can um, uh, they can fine tune and, and, and listen in on so many different things other than uh, just your voice. So. Um, they, they get to see exactly what the kind of person, uh, what the kind of person is, how they carry themselves almost. Um, and it's just, you know, it's a great opportunity for both parties. One more thing from a candidate perspective, I would think you're kind of on a um, neutral ground if you're at your house or somewhere where you are comfortable instead of being in a unfamiliar setting, whether it's, um, you know, actually sitting in an office where you're kind of going there for your first interview or a hiring conference. So you're able to ease your nerves a little bit. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> uh, I remember whenever I was, um, you know, looking for uh, looking for a job, and 
doing that uh, transition part after a deployment. Um, you know, definitely done virtual interviews before. And from the candidate side, you know, you can have you can have your notes in front of you. You can have your resume if you need if you need to to reference. Um, so yeah, you're definitely a, a more comfortable setting. Um, and you know, you can um, have all the notes and stuff in front of you. So it's it's definitely beneficial. Great. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about the ease and the comfort of a virtual interview, but with all that being said, of course, you still have to treat it like it's a regular interview. So that means you have to prepare just like you would be going in to meet someone for the first time. So I just wanted to see what kind of tips you had for preparing for a virtual interview. Definitely. So, you know, just like any other interview, you, you definitely want to dress to impress. Um, you know, because they can see you, you know, there's the video. So you want to make sure that, um, you know, we'll make sure that you look in your best. You want to make sure that you have a suit, uh, you know, a suit tie and, and make sure your tie is squared away and, uh, and all that stuff, just like a regular face-to-face -face interview. But there's also some other things to, uh, to consider that not everybody thinks of uh, when they do a, an interview, especially for a virtual interview. Um, when you do a virtual interview, there's other things that you want to consider, such as, um, you know, the sound, how your audio, how, how you sound to your interviewer, um, your location, and, and even the lighting. So, uh, for example, the sound, you want to make sure that, that your room isn't, um, you know, just like a closet somewhere, or, a, or you, you want to make sure that you, the sound um in your room you you can have furniture and with all that different stuff in your in your office or wherever you're interviewing out of um it doesn't sound so um echoey or if, if you if you do have furniture and stuff then it helps absorb the sound and deflect the sound so um it's uh, definitely beneficial to do that and uh and location you know you, you want to make sure that you your backdrop has something nice you know make, make sure that you're not um, somewhere uh, inappropriate or, or, uh, or, you know, you don't want to have roommates in the background or something. So you want to make sure that, you know, your backdrop um, is something very neutral. You know, a plant always works good. Um, even a window, uh, just, you want to make sure that there's not too much, um, too much stuff going on in the background. So um, if the window goes outside to maybe a tree, but, but not if it's too active, but um, and then lighting, of course, is, is important. Um, you want to make sure that your light is facing facing you. Uh, definitely not from a downward angle um, or from a top, uh, you know, upward angle. Um, you want to make sure that the light's kind of hitting you head on. And if you can arrange yourself, if you if you're able to, if you can arrange yourself to maybe even face a window, natural light is always the best um, in order mm -hmm. to look to look your best. So. Uh, lighting is a big factor too, and and a lot of people also don't realize is that with these cameras on on computers, um, especially if you have a laptop, um, you want to make sure that whatever camera you're using is directly in front of you. So if you are using a laptop, you know you can take your take your computer and maybe stack uh, stack it on top of a couple books, um, just to make sure that the angle for the camera is in line with uh, in line with your face. So um, you know, it doesn't look like you're peering over the camera or or looking up at the camera. You want to make sure it's right in front of you. So that's a good tip. I actually had not um, heard of or even thought of that last one. But a couple of other ones that I thought of just right off the bat, just because Dustin, we had a little 
bit of a hitch on trying to get the technology issue sorted out just <laughs> at the beginning of this podcast. So I'm sure with candidates that are looking to do a virtual interview, that's something that they definitely need to keep in mind beforehand. Because even if you've got internet connection, you know, I always have internet connection at my house, but then of course, right before the podcast, maybe it goes down or maybe right before their interview, it goes down. So just to make sure that you've got that covered before you hop on just to eliminate the issues because sometimes it's not your fault and sometimes hiring managers will be understanding about it. But at the end of the day, if you're up against someone that they're interviewing that has no issues, then it might reflect a little bit negatively on you. Yeah, definitely. And, and you know, if you can prepare in advance, you know, obviously you want to make sure that um, make sure that you're using a Wi-Fi home Wi-Fi connection, not a shared Wi-Fi connection. Um, you know, uh, give yourself the strongest connection possible. That way there's the least chances, uh, you know, minimize the chances of, of error happening, um, which just can always happen. And most people I would say are, are pretty understanding about that and, and are more than happy to, you know, to pick up a phone and, and call, you know, as worst case scenario. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, that, that really is, uh, uh, pretty rare, especially if you're able to uh, do it at, at home Wi-Fi or something like that. So, Yeah, that makes sense. And you talked a little bit about background distractions. And I would say just another one, maybe in terms of the distractions, if you've got kids at home or pets or anything like that, you know, we've all had this scenario where you're on the phone and um, you get a package delivered and your dog starts barking and then it makes it really difficult for whomever you're talking <laughs> to on the phone to hear what you're saying. So you definitely want to eliminate that or maybe even a cat walking across your keyboard during the interview. So I would just say things like that. Make sure your pets or your kids, whatever the case may be, are um, in another room so that you're not having those distractions. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you, you, you can should be able to mitigate that stuff. But, you know, well, if your interviewer has a good sense of humor, or even if they have kids, it's kind of like the inter or the um, internet connection, like we talked about. Most of the time, they're understanding, but just to make sure that you've got all of your bases covered. And I mean, with something like that, even if the interviewer is understanding, it can still throw you off if you're interviewing for a position, especially if you're not um, very experienced with interviewing. So I would say, just for your own sake, try to make sure that you've got all that figured out beforehand. Yeah, I think um, I think most people are pretty understanding about that kind of stuff. And like you said, even uh, in some circumstances might even find it humorous. But um, um, yeah, it's always better if you can if you can uh, uh, plan ahead um, to make sure someone's watching, you know, your kiddos or something, then that's always beneficial. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So some of these things we've already talked about, but um, I did want to talk a little bit about pitfalls. So we talked about preparation. We did talk about a couple of pitfalls, but are there, is there anything else that you want to say to um, the job seeker that's interested in a virtual interview of just things that they should make sure that they avoid doing? Um, you know, I, I really think that um, as far as pitfalls are concerned, I think we covered the majority of them. Um, you know, obviously you want to make sure that uh, uh, your when when the interview is complete, you want to make sure that you you turn it off. Um, um, you know, obviously you don't want it uh, recording longer than it should, but um, <laughs> or streaming, I should say. But uh, yeah. Um, but other than that, I think that just about covers most of it. Um, I think I think that's the main, the, really the only pitfall that I can think of. Yeah, and I think we covered it a little bit earlier in the show. Is just to make sure that you're treating it like a real interview. So make sure that you're preparing for it, you're practicing what your answers are going to be, 
Um, I would say even making sure that you are eliminating some of the filler words even from your census because in a virtual interview, especially if they have the ability to kind of play back what you said if they want to show it to somebody else, in that case, they're more likely to hone in on something like that than they would be right. if it were an in-person interview. Um, so I would just say that's probably something to keep in mind. And then um, you mentioned, I think, having some of your references and things like that your cover letter resume on hand so that you can glance down at it. So just to make sure you have that ahead of time so that you can reference it without having to try to pull it up during the interview because they're probably going to notice if your eyes start starting all across the screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, if you can make sure that that's um, – if you do have any notes out, you know, if there's a way where you can arrange it to where it's closest to the camera, that way it minimizes yourself looking looking down in a way. Um, and mm -hmm. that's always, always, uh, a plus. Um, but yeah, that's, that's definitely something that you can do for sure. What about, um, just interview tips in general? So not even necessarily, like I just said, a lot of the preparation for virtual interviews is really going to be the same as interviews in general. And I know that you have a lot of experience with preparing candidates to interview. So what would you say your top five interview tips are? Sure. Um, so interview tips in general, whether it's, whether it's on site, um, or over the phone or virtual, um, you know, you definitely want to make sure that you arrive early. That's first and foremost. Um, you don't want to be late. Um, cause if you're, if you're late for, for whatever reason, you know, there's really no good excuse. Um, um, you've, you've had plenty of time to plan and prepare and make the, uh, make the appropriate, uh, accommodations right uh, in order to to go and interview um and if you if you blame it on traffic or a wreck well that's you know at the end of the day you know there are things that you could have done um to mitigate that so i would definitely um as far as uh being punctual i always personally plan to arrive at my uh, facility or office or wherever i'm interviewing at uh, i always plan to arrive an hour early um that way you know it gives me a chance to uh, to sit in my vehicle or, or you know, wherever I'm at, it gives me a chance to do some last-minute preparation, look over my notes, look over my resume, make sure that, I'm, that I, everything is squared away that needs to be. And that way, when it comes exactly to 15 minutes before your interview is to start, I can walk through the door perfectly on time. Um, so that, that should uh, – and then, you know, of course, if, if there is a wreck or if there's unexpected traffic or something comes up, um, then you have, you have, you know, some good amount of time to, uh, to use as a buffer. So, um, definitely always plan to arrive an hour, uh, an hour early and that has never steered me wrong. Um, so that I would say that's tip number one. Um, tip number two, I would always recommend, uh, making sure that you have a nice leather folder or binder. Um, if you have a nice leather folder or binder, then you just look prepared. Uh, that's just the image that you're portraying to your interviewer. Um, and, and you really actually are. If you have five copies of your resume um, inside your leather binder, right, uh, then you can go into the office prepared and you can be Johnny on the spot for anybody that does not have a copy of your most up-to-date resume. So you sit down in front of your interviewer, first thing you ask, you take out your resume from your folder, you, you, you know, you offer it to him, um, and you say, do you have the most up-to-date copy of my resume? He says, yes, then you're Johnny on the spot. If he says no, 
then you can take your resume and you can set it on on the desk that you're that you're sitting at and then don't put it back in your folder but it set it right there on top and you can use that as something that maybe as a quick glance to look down at maybe any of your um uh, uh quantified data that you need to to use so um as many um how do i say um accomplishments if you, if you need to look down mm -hmm. at any of your accomplishments uh, real quick you can glance down at that at that point um, and then obviously on the right side in on your notepad you can have any questions that you have um, you know already written down and, and ready for the interview and here's why I say this is tip number and that brings me into tip number three um, making sure that you have no less than five questions ready uh, for the interviewer um, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just make sure you have three good questions. Okay, well, that might be good, but if they, you know, most of the time in the interview, they, they do a lot of talking at the beginning, um, explaining the company, explaining the position, you know, um, exactly what they're looking for. And there's a really good chance that they might answer one of your three questions that you came in prepared to, to ask. So if that happens and at the end of the interview, then you're, then you're, that left with maybe one or none, uh, no questions to ask, and then, then it just doesn't look good. So I always have five well thought out questions um, already written down on my notepad and in my in my leather binder. And I'm as I'm asking those questions at the end of the interview, or if he an if he answers any of them at the beginning of the interview. I'm writing down those answers. I've got a nice pen and I've, I've got a, a nice uh, metal shiny uh, ballpoint pen that I'm writing down those answers, not only because I genuinely want to know those, those, uh, uh, those answers, but also I'm portraying the image of someone that is genuinely interested in this position. Um, I am a competent individual. I'm writing all this stuff down um, and, and I, I care for what he has to say, uh, and I'm prepared. So, um, definitely don't, don't feel bad about, you know, if you need to write down the answers as he, as he says them, cause that just, it just shows him that you're genuinely interested, um, and prepared. So, um, and then, you know, that also kind of brings me to my next point, um, uh, bring, make sure you bring a nice pen. I would definitely not, if, whether you're at one of our <laughs> military hiring conferences, um, at, uh, at uh, one of the hotels that we, that we host them at, um, I would not go into an interview having a, a notepad that, you know, is on your end table that says embassy suites on it, um, <laughs> and, and a pen. <laughs> and a pen with a pen that says embassy suites that's chewed up on the end. Um, I'm sure you've seen <laughs> you know, that happen too. I've definitely seen it. And you want to make sure <laughs> because if you go in there and the hiring manager sees, okay, this guy has a, a very tiny, um, you know, notepad, same one that I have in my hotel room and, and you've got a, the hotel pen that just kind of looks like you, you weren't prepared at all. Um, but mm -hmm. if you go there with a the leather binder, a nice shiny heavy pen, something that might look like a politician signing a bill into law or something like that, <laughs> um, then it just looks like you're prepared and it's just a little classier. You can never go wrong with that. Um, mm -hmm. And then, and then, so I guess that kind of uh, concludes how, you know, my whole leather binder piece. And then finally, it's just dress to impress, you know, make, if you don't know how to tie a tie, 
go on YouTube, go on the internet, figure out how there's plenty of resources that you can do, uh, that you can use to learn how to tie a tie properly, uh, and wear a tie properly. Cause I see it all the time. Candidates, uh, wearing a tie that's maybe six inches too high or, or too low. And it's, it's not the end of the tie isn't right down there at the bottom uh, at the belt buckle level. So make sure that your tie length is, is looking good and, and you're just there dressed to impress. So um, that's really all as far as tips are concerned. I think that that about does it. <laughs> yeah, those are good tips. And, you know, we mentioned how um, a lot of them can be the same for virtual interviews and on site. So some of them were specific to on site just in terms of the logistics. But I mean, in terms of being punctual, that's definitely the same for a virtual interview too. You don't want to leave them waiting on the line for you to log in and see you. So that's, you know, punctuality is definitely one that um, translates to virtual interviews too. So are the questions. If you have to write down questions, um, you know, of course we said before, you don't want to be messing around with a bunch of stuff on your screen or on your desk if you need to do that. But if you're writing down questions, that's something that would make it look like you're interested. So I think that's something that would be completely acceptable by the interviewer and then of course dress we talked about making sure that your appearance for a virtual interview is the same way that you would appear in an on-site interview so i think those are great tips yeah do you have any success stories that you've seen from virtual interviewing um well i i've got uh, you know plenty of success stories over the course of uh you know two years working here at orion um definitely placed uh, many candidates from that are transitioning out on both the east and west coast uh, that we've placed and you know um, that have used virtual interviews um, and and you know from the client side uh, I have presented candidates to my clients uh, that they might not have had access to specifically because uh, we had the capability of providing a virtual interview um, you know interviewer uh, an interviewer for for a company might only have access to a talent pool that is that is within the the city that he's located in he or she's located in and um, but as soon as you present the possibility for a virtual interview uh, then that really just expands the the uh, potential candidate pool size uh, for them so it really helps them out to be able to get the best quality candidate possible Mm -hmm. Kind of takes away the uh, boundaries from being geographically located. Definitely. You can make sure that you're able to find the best quality talent, not just somebody who is the closest to you. Definitely. So I mentioned earlier in the show that we have some upcoming virtual interviews. Can you just talk a little bit about that, um, you know, just as far as the dates and what to expect and then companies that have attended in the past? Sure, absolutely. So we, we do have um, our upcoming uh, virtual hiring conference on February 7th, 8th, and 9th. Um, we'll, at this event, we're going to have over uh, 105 transitioning and, and former military officers uh, confirmed uh, to attend and to interview uh, at the uh, virtual event. Um, all of these candidates are either going to be service academy grads or engineers. Uh, most of them are going to be pretty willing uh, to relocate open geographically. Um, so, uh, you know, definitely if, if there's any hiring managers or anybody that out there that has any openings specifically for those types of folks, uh, you know, you can, you can definitely, uh, reach out to me or, or to, uh, you know, you can go on our website and there should be a way to get in contact with any of our account executives, uh, through the website. So, um, 
Yeah. Okay, great. So the dates again on that, just in case anyone missed it, are? Sure. This one is uh, February 7th, 8th, and 9th. So um, here in a couple weeks, yeah. Awesome. So coming up very soon, and like Dustin said, if you're interested, make sure that if you're not registered with Orion yet, make sure you go on our website and do so, so then you'll get matched up with a recruiter who's in your region, and you'll be able to get started from there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Dustin, thank you so much for the time today, and um, if anyone has any questions about virtual interviewing or anything else, just make sure you reach out, and otherwise, we will see you next time. Definitely. My pleasure. Thanks. Thanks, Megan. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orion's From the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud so that you never miss an episode. We'd love to hear from you. So if you have any feedback, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Our goal is to help all military job seekers through their transition and beyond. So make sure you share our show with your friends. See you next time.